In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the Barbara Walters of the paranormal, Gil Scott Key. Hey, Ron, how are you? How are you? I'm still trying to work that title out for you, Barbara Wawa, huh? <laughs> I don't know. You know, i got to come up with something. I, I'm really not sure of it is whatever, but, you know. We're going to have to talk about that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know what? No. The, what's really funny is, is the uh, station is in uh, Texas, and we're hotter here in New England than they are in Texas. Figure that one out. <laughs> well, it must be because of you. I know that's true. Woo! Woo, baby. <laughs> Talking about hot. It is finally nice weather out here in New England. Woohoo! That's what I'm Come saying, on. but, you know, don't hold your breath. Tomorrow it changes. Oh, I know, I know. But we'll just bask in today. How about that? Sounds like You got it. You got it. <laughs> so we have a hot show for tonight, huh? We do. We uh, we actually have a couple of guests coming on. The first guest, we have a uh, person. Uh, Come on, Eileen. I guess her name is Eileen. It's the only way I remember it. And uh, she will be here uh, in the first half. And then we have Dorothy in the second half. Ooh. And, and my, Dorothy. My computer just crashed. That can't be a good thing, right? Oh, no. We cannot have that. I just lost all my screens. Ah! Uh, my screen. Oh. <laughs> so, anyways, um, what's no yeah. exciting besides you uh, starring in a movie now? Oh my goodness, Ron! I'm I'm still like shocked over that. I'm doing I'm just doing some other projects. Um, I, I shot a commercial for College Bound uh, kids out of um, Rhode Island, so that's been airing on the network. So that's been really? pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Always you got to support the kids going for college because there seems to be the funds have been tight and everything. And of course, with everything going on with the economy, um, this was just a front and center awareness for not just Rhode Island, all over. You know, um, to support kids in, in their dreams of uh, wanting to be and achieve a lot in the future. So, you know, so they can be on the, on the mic like us. See? <laughs> uh, there's no money in radio. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we have some really exciting stuff coming up. Uh, I've been invited to go on an investigation with uh, 
NEPI, uh, Tony from New England Paranormal Investigators. Uh, cool. To some cool place in New Hampshire. And uh, I'm really excited about that because one thing I like to do is I like to go out investigating with other groups than, than yeah. my own. Well, not yep. that I don't love my own group. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, if you, if anyone's that. listen, but I don't have to worry because I don't listen anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. That's gonna. So when is that gonna happen? That's coming up in a couple of weeks, so it's gonna be exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Very cool. And uh, yeah, it will be overnight, so I probably won't come home. <laughs> Honey, don't that- don't wait up for me. I won't be in. Nice. Is that because the ghost might be keeping you a little bit longer or just, you know, that's No, it, huh? that's because it's way to freaking up on the uh, Canadian border just about. Ah, so yes, that, that'll take some time. Wow. So what are you looking, when you go on these investigations, you know, I've always, what are you, what are you looking for the most? Because it's so, it can be so exhilarating. You're looking but, chicks. Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, 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 that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> You are so bad. What you, you know? Maybe well, you know what? You know what? Gail, let me let me tell you. I, I did this. I did this book signing up at uh, uh, Magical Whispers or something or other, and uh, um, there was a, a psychic there, a medium. You know, people who see spirits around you. Uh huh. And she told me that I had this really good-looking woman that hung around me. Really. And I, to me, I mean, because I always get, you know, you got this old lady hanging around you, you know, but now I get this, like, good-looking chick hanging around me, and I was like, wow, this is okay. I'm getting to like the paranormal. <laughs> so uh, when are you guys going on a date? Has she hooked it up for you? <laughs> That's the scary part of it. I mean, how closely does she stay to me? <laughs> Right? There's, oh, that just opened up a whole can of, oh, my goodness. We're going to leave that one alone. Family, family. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> so, anyways, it, it, it's, it's uh, yeah, it was kind of refreshing. I mean, I've had, you know, a lot of people have told me, yeah, there's an old lady with you, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. A grandmother figure, a father figure, I mean, uh, whatever. Anyway, so. Wow. Uh, this is the first one anyone ever told me, hey, you got this good-looking chick, and she chooses to be with you. You didn't pick you up, or you didn't pick her up anywhere. She came because, oh. uh, so it was, like, so cool. Good anyway. luck to you with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are just jealous. That's all. <laughs> That's right. I'm drinking the haterade. You know, us living chicks who just try so hard to look good can't compare to a ghost. What are you going to do? See? I That's mean, I it. can only... You know, I mean, it must be great being a ghost. I mean, because like you know, must yeah. hide all the flaws. That's true. and you don't have to worry about being on a diet. Ooh, that's a good no. thing. I guess you can <laughs> eat, eat whatever you want. There you go. It's all air, so nothing but air there. Well, actually, <laughs> no calories. It's gonna be funny because we have another episode of the uh, Ghost of Gettysburg coming up, and, and we're gonna little learn a little bit about uh, uh, what happens when a ghost eats something. No ghost calories. Ooh, that might be the perfect diet. Ooh. <laughs> Just anyways, kidding. <laughs> I do believe you have the, the news, as I'm still booting my computer here. I Whoa. do believe you are correct. I do. I have some paranormal news and some real interesting stuff on. Like, first up, you know, you've heard of difficult patients, but it seems one in particular at a hospital in Britain is being more than difficult. 
Really? Yeah, listen to this. Staffers at a new oil hospital in Derby have been complaining to upper management about a black Actually, let me me correct you right there. That is not Derby. It is Dobby. 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 Thank you, darling. It's Dobby. (laughs) <laughs> I've corrected more than once on that, so just just don't want to get you straight, you know. Well, well, I appreciate you getting me straight, especially they spell it D E D E R and it's Darby. Well, right, like Darby, Darby, Connecticut. Very cool. See, I did not know this. Well, thank you so much. I always tell them they, I tell them they just don't know how to pronounce them, but they don't listen. Anyways, what's going on at the uh, Dobby Hospital? At the Dobby Hospital, they've been complaining, not about my pronunciation, but they've been complaining about a black-clad figure wearing a cloak and roaming about the hospital corridors. Now, Ron, the complaints were from so many of the employees, and the greatest thing was it was taken seriously by upper management so serious that the bosses of the hospital employees sent emails out to all of the staff to confirm that an exorcist from a local cathedral has been summoned to confirm that they are going to remove the unwanted patient for good. Now, some speculate, yeah, this is, like, huge. And, of course, going to the Roman Catholic, it has to go, it has to be approved first. And some speculate that the dark figure is that of a Roman soldier killed on the original lot where the original hospital was built in the 1920s. And by the way, the hospital was, is known as the City General, and that's going to change. They're going to rename it the Royal in the coming months. And that's also good to know because you know something else, as you well know in Derby, it's been uh, recently named the most haunted place in Britain with more reports of ghosts, poltergeists, werewolves, and other supernatural supernatural phenomena that anywhere else in the UK. Did you know that? Yeah, Richard tells me every time he's on the show. Because <laughs> guess where he's from? Dobby. And guess what he has? Dobby. The Dobby Ghost Tours. Mm. <laughs> well, hopefully he won't get sick and wind up at the Dobby Hospital, because otherwise he's going to be confronted by that ghost, and that's not going to be good at all. And here's another fact. Do you like coffee? I uh, certainly do. Well, Ron... Listen to this. There may be grounds for concern for those of you who drink coffee along with Ron because a recent study conducted by a Durham University... Did you just say grounds for concern? That's right, grounds for concern with coffee. Oh, my God. You're getting to talk like me now. That's horrid. Why don't you just sit back and let me do the news? Oh, right, 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 right. I'm not supposed to say anything. I'm supposed to let you be good. That's right. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I love you anyways. Listen to this study. It was my Durham University team, and they said that the cup of joe may be the reason for having mm, hallucinations, and some coffee drinkers may even experience hearing voices and even seeing ghosts. That's explaining a lot for you. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) The study revealed those most at risk are those who drink at least seven cups of coffee a day, or similar quantities of Red Bull. Now, wait a minute. Let's back this up. Seven coffees, cups of coffee a day. Are you thinking, like, too much? That's almost like your heart just racing up and imploding, don't you think? That's a lot uh, of coffee. I used to drink that. I used to drink really? 10 cups. So what would you say? <laughs> ah. Not enough, evidently. <laughs> Never saw this good-looking chick that's hanging around me, evidently. Oh, my goodness. You know, well, the findings might be also explained by caffeine worsening when you have stress on top of that, so you better watch out. And lastly, 
This is one ghost who will not tread lightly, according to one tire garage owner. Nick White of South Yorkshire says that a supernatural visitor is turning into a super nuisance as he has been throwing nickels at staff, and after the shop is closed, staffers have been met with stacked piles of tires that have been moved mysteriously overnight. Now, the figuron, according to White, is also dressed in the style of the 1940s. And get this. The coins that I just mentioned that the ghost has been tossing at the workers, mm-hmm. they're said to be pre-war coins with one dated from 1936 with the image of George VI, and the other a copper coin dated 1938, and it was in the same identical spot as a first penny was found months before. Now, the previous owner, Nigel Lee, was no stranger to the phenomena either, and he even called the clergy to perform an exorcism, so... Talk about weird, huh? So what do they got an exorcist on call there for every day for crying out loud? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the most haunted area, so, you know. Yeah, yeah but only. <laughs> and that's the paranormal news that's that news to it. me. <laughs> so what a raise. Wait a minute. Yes, I, think I, I think I hear an introduction coming on now. Ooh. Have you ever wondered what happened to the residents of Philadelphia's past? But you needn't wait for the sun to go down to find out. Not when the doors are open and the gates are unlocked. When you realize they never left. Ghost Tours of Philadelphia. GhostTour.com Damn, that was scary. And that is the introduction for our guest. And, of course, now I lead it in with, come on, Eileen. <laughs> Never mind. Hi, Eileen. Hi. Thanks for having me. And, and Eileen, do you have a second name or just do I call you, come on, Eileen? Eileen Reeser. And, and what is your relationship to the uh, Philadelphia ghost tours and so forth? I manage the tours, um, train the guides, and... Um, Manage the whole shebang. Uh, we've right. been doing now tours I'll... there for 13 years in Philadelphia. That's what I want to know. 13 years. 13 years. Uh, the ghosts are still there, waiting for everyone. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Do you have any, like, good-looking ghosts that follow me around? Oh, for heaven's sake. Good-looking I mean... ghosts? Well, uh, there, there are a couple. Um, Aha! Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if... I don't know if you've heard, Ron Ron has been told that a good-looking ghost has been attached to him, so now it's, it's, it seems to be the theme for tonight, so I apologize, but he, <laughs> he's, he's all into it now. <laughs> you know, yeah, good guys. Looking guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Great. Wait a minute, I've, I've done that, been there before, too. Oh, oh Eileen, we're going to let Ron think about that while I ask you... How how long have you been doing this, and and uh, how exactly have people been involved in, in in catching up with you to check this all out? Well, we've been doing. Uh, we started out with a haunted house about ooh, 16 years ago, I, I guess. Uh, that actually had a true ghost story associated with it. We found that people really wanted to hear uh, about the, the true ghost stories, mm. and we started doing the storytelling. We we started the tours, and we're, we've got quite a few different locations at this point. But Philly, we've been operating for about 13 years. Um, we do heavily advertising. Our website, of course, is, is out there a lot, uh, ghosttour.com. And uh, people manage to find us. We've, we, uh, we do tours every night, um, just about year-round. 
So these ghosts that are alive uh, always are up in performing, I guess you would say. What's the most incredible one that you've ever had them experience or you've experienced through the tour? The one that, that, that happened to me, I was actually leading a tour one night. Uh, we were in St. Peter's Cemetery, St. Peter's Church Cemetery, and we speak of various spirits who've made their presence known for over the years, for many years, in that one little graveyard. Um, and it's this historical property. Uh, the one story that kind of been circulating, is, it's a more recent story, it's the spirit of a woman who's seen um, most described, uh, described just a misty form. You can see uh, definitely that it's a woman with long hair. She's always headed in the same direction. Uh, some people just say you see her head floating through the cemetery, which is kind of oh. creepy. Oh. Uh, but she did appear on a digital camera during the tour, and half the people in my group fled uh, not to come back for the rest of the tour. Really? Uh, really? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty convincing. It was exactly where we said she appeared. Uh, you could see definitely see the profile, the long hair, uh, oh. but then beneath that was just this whirling mist that didn't touch the ground, and it was heading in the direction that we say that you know everybody else has reported seeing it headed, and it was oh. it was pretty creepy. We've had that happen too in um, the tour we do in Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, the same type of thing, uh, uh, the apparition that showed up on a digital, it's actually in the one book that we have, that right, where we, where, right where we talk about her, where, right where she's buried. In fact, it looks like the spirit is kneeling at the grave. Oh, wow. Pretty creepy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Now, now what's, this book, what's this book you have? We have uh, various books. We have uh, the Ghost Stories of Philadelphia, Ghost Stories of Lancaster, Ghost Stories of Ocean City, New Jersey, uh, Ghost Stories of Tampa, Florida, and Ghost Stories of St. Petersburg, Florida. Holy moly. We do a lot of tours. Evidently. We have five tours in Florida, um, three in Pennsylvania, um, and the one in Ocean City, New Jersey. Okay, so let me ask you this. Are the ghosts any different in Florida than they are in Pennsylvania? Mm. In Rhode Island, is they are in Pennsylvania? No, Florida. Oh, in Florida. Um, no, I mean, you hear the same type of reports over and over and over again. Um, what makes the ghosts to me, interesting is, is the history behind who it could be. Um, you start digging through the old history books, newspaper reports, that type of thing, to, to try to determine who it could be and why they would be there. Of course, in Florida, you've got the uh, Tokobega Indians. Everywhere you look, there are, bur- the, uh, there, there are shell mounds, burial mounds, in the, that have just been either ripped out and used for roadbeds or, or, or built on. Uh, of course, you've got the stories with the Trail of Tears down there, uh, with the Seminoles, uh, it's uh, so a lot of the stories down there are Native American based, but um, it's great stuff. Great stuff. Do you find Eileen? Is it is it from the way that they pass that some present themselves to be more either mysterious or more aggressive than the others? I would guess so. Um, yeah. it's, it's hard to. I mean, it's hard to know. That's the, that's the yeah. intrigue of ghosts. We don't know. We don't know why mm. they're there or what happened or, or really who they are. It's a guess. Um, for example, in Independence Hall in Philadelphia, reported to be haunted. Uh, we've had park rangers, of course, off the record come in and, and talk to us about their experiences in the place. And um, there are various reasons. I mean, the upstairs was a hospital during the Revolutionary War. 
Um, so there you have the, the, the classic fodder for ghost stories, lives cut short, goodbyes not said, that type of thing. Um, there were burials on that property. Supposedly the bodies were exhumed, but were they all? Uh, people uh-huh. believe in imprinting. The Declaration of Independence was read right behind the building um, on that property. So every emotion possible could be staining the earth somehow. You might feel it. But I, as I say on the tour, uh, our, our history, all of it hasn't been documented. So perhaps spirits just want their story known so that they can rest. Mm-hmm. Um, well, wouldn't that be bad for business? <laughs> that would be bad for my business. Yes, it would. I would not want them to rest peacefully. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but in the, digging through history books, this, ghost stories go back since the dawn of time. Right. So they're not, it's not going to end. No. Um, I just mm-hmm. hope we never really find out what's going on because the intrigue would, would be gone, and that's, that, makes, that makes it fun. I think I think that's the coolest thing about the paranormal is because of the unknown factor. Uh, I, it always irked me when people say, "Well, it's this way or it's that way." It's not really. We don't really know. I mean, there's nobody yeah. to tell you. Even even your best memes and psychics, they only see glimpses, and and they can be lied to like anyone else. And, and uh, it, you know, it's really the unknown that makes us so intriguing. And we think we have it all down, but sometimes we don't. No. And we do ghost hunts in Philadelphia, too, um, where it's kind of a mix of the ghost tour in with Ghost Hunting 101 is what we call it. It's a little – and people, sometimes they sign up, and they're like, well, you know, when are, when are we going to see the ghost? Well, there's no – you know, some nights there's, nothing happens, nothing. And other nights the meters go crazy, things show up on the digital, the temperature goes crazy. Um, you just don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I would love to be able to predict <laughs> when and where and how and who, but it, it's impossible. Impossible. So when something does happen, it's, it's thrilling. So what is going to be like the coolest thing that ever happened to one of your patrons, if that's a good word for it? <laughs> um, there was a tour in, in uh, Strasbourg, and the guide was telling the story, uh, and it's an old legend. Um, was the haunting what was it she was talking about wasn't actually right there in the cemetery and um she saw a woman on the tour kind of turn around and look behind her and there was no one there and she continued with the story and when she was finished with the tour uh which ended there in the cemetery the that same gal came over to her and said you know i thought my husband was tapping me on the shoulder i turned around there was nothing there um, it happened again, and I saw a, 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 an image of a woman. She said, it, and, and she looked. She described her as a Gibson girl, that type of look with the, the poofy bun type of thing and the high neck, uh, high neck blouse. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. I, you know, I haven't heard of a, a, a story like that. And, and um, after the tour was over. We went to the ice cream parlor to get some ice cream, and there was another patron from the same tour, and she came over to me and said, I saw this thing in the cemetery, and she described the same spirit. Um, They weren't related. They they hadn't spoken to each other. Uh, They had gone their separate ways after the tour, and uh, that was pretty darn creepy. We've had had, um, a spiral of, of, of leaves all of a sudden blow up into a, almost like a, a funnel 
in the cemetery. Uh, it was a calm night. There was, no, there was no wind blowing, and yet all the leaves, it wasn't during the fall. They just kind of all went up into this spiral, again, frightened the customers. Um, it's, it's, it's small things that happen, um, but there's, there's no explanation for it, no explanation. You know, you're lucky, actually, because you could be like the one they had in Edinburgh there at the Edinburgh Goal, where the people were actually attacked by the uh, poltergeist of Mackenzie. I've heard of that. One of our tour guides has, has taken that tour, and he said it was pretty darn creepy. He said nobody got attacked in their group, but um, he said it was, it was pretty darn creepy. Um, yeah. The other thing that happens pretty cool in, in, it happens in, in Philadelphia, we go into a, a park, one of uh, William Penn's five parks that he planned in the city when he planned out the street system. Um, it's the old um, uh, Southeast Square. And um, it, it's a potter's field. It is a cemetery, and mm-hmm. there are thousands buried in there. We've had patrons on the tour as we approach that cemetery. It doesn't look like a cemetery. It looks like a park. Oh, really? They, they refuse to go in. Uh-huh. Uh, we had one woman, got, she was so visibly, visibly shaken, uh, the guide had said that uh, they, they, they didn't go in. They, 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 the group just decided to move on. And when she calmed herself down, she said, did anybody see that? She said, I have never seen that many spirits. They were all just looking out like they were waiting for something. The guy said he was never so creeped out in his life. <laughs> um, and in that same cemetery, we had, uh, we had a patron faint for no reason, rushed to the hospital, the ambulance called in. and um, it, was a, it was a young kid. Uh, he checked out fine at the hospital, and they let him go. But the, the wow. reason, he just dropped, like, dropped right over from standing position, fell right over. Out, couldn't revive them. So, you, you know, really, we're, we're almost out of time. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, I can keep going, Ron. I can keep going. <laughs> you know can, can you? I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break in, a, in about a minute, and, okay. and then we'll have you on for like five minutes more because I, I really enjoy that. Now, I, there's also a statue that comes alive in Philadelphia. Isn't that in Philadelphia? Um, there, there is. It's kind of a legend, um, and there's actually two of them. One of Ben Franklin and one of William Penn. Right. Ooh. That is really freaky. <laughs> anyway. Especially when you walk by it. <laughs> the, the one of, uh, of Ben Franklin, the original, is, is no longer where it was at the time. It's, it's preserved at the library company building. Well, uh, it, why don't you hold that thought for us? Okay. We're going to take a break right Sounds now. Sounds good. Okay. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojinet and Pararex. We'll be right back after the following messages. Oh, wait a minute. That's only the hot beats. <laughs> Oops, never mind about that. <laughs> well, by the time we're done talking, well, I'm done talking, and it'll get done. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal. 
family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Barracks family. Combine snide and remark, and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights, and you've got deep dish snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home, and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holds-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters. With segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week? Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valya Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valya Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Tojinet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and beyond. I am Ron Kolick, New England's own band, Helsinki. My co-host is the lovely... This is, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is kind of... We're talking about Philadelphia, and we're talking to my co-host, who is Gail Francis Scott Key. Ah, oh, I knew it. I knew coincidence? it. I think not. <laughs> No relations. We've had this discussion. <laughs> anyway, on the line is Eileen from ghosttours.net. Dot com. Uh, yeah, dot net. We also have dot net, but the main site is ghosttour.com. There you go. That's why I have you there to correct me. We only got like five minutes, so get out that pertinent stuff that you really want to get out. Yeah, the two ghosts. Mm. The, the uh, Haunting Library Hall, which... Some people believe Ben Franklin haunts the old library. It, it was a uh, library of the American Philosophical Society, which he founded. Um, the building is recreated at this point, but they still believe it's haunted by the spirit of a man. Uh, and we would like to think it's Franklin. There were documented reports years ago that it was Ben Franklin haunting there. Uh, that was back in the 1800s. Uh, years before that, the, the, there, was a, there was a statue over the front door of Ben Franklin and his little toga. And... Um, it was believed that Franklin's statue would spring to life, shimmy down the side of the building, and take a walk down Chestnut to the waterfront, bypassing his home. And uh, the family was very upset because the general public was saying he wasn't going down there to, uh, to look at the water. He was going down to get his Madeira wine and frequent the young ladies that hung out down there. Just um, like Ron. They, just like Ron. <laughs> they they, they uh, posted one of the young descendants of Ben Franklin, a little boy, at the foot of the steps of Library Hall to make sure uh, Ben <sighs> stayed put in his little niche above the door. And then the other one was over at Pennsylvania Hospital. It's a statue of, um, of uh, William Penn. And people used to believe, firmly believe, that that thing at, some would say, 12 midnight, some would say the New Year's Eve. But they would actually pack the streets. Um, and stand at the gate at the fence of the iron fence waiting for this thing to move. Um, at one point, it was found on the front steps. I, I highly predict that was a a, uh, a little joke probably somebody played. But, yeah, my take on those walking statues, because you come across them quite a bit in his, old history books, 
Mm-hmm. Perhaps some pe- people were, weren't able to come out and say, I saw a ghost. So instead, that was their way of saying it, that, that they saw a statue move, because both of those sites uh, are reported to be haunted. Um, oh, that is Gerard's wife is supposedly haunting Pennsylvania Hospital. Of course, it could be anybody. Um, but And then Library Hall, they think it's Ben Franklin. So, it's again, it's all a guess, all a guess. And, and then again, anybody, it, it could be a golem, which is, uh, you know, uh, the Jewish rabbis can bring back a, uh, a statue to life to do its bidding. Didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. No. I didn't know that either. <laughs> That's why I get the big bucks, ladies. You, you, uh, you yeah. find out mm-hmm. fascinating things when you start doing the digging. It's wonderful stuff. Uh, digging. <laughs> yeah, we, we dig deep for these ghost stories, let me tell you. One Eileen, quick I hate question. to say this, but i got to say goodbye to you. Oh, well, I appreciate you question. thinking of us, Ron, and um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, we'll have you on again, definitely. Thanks, uh, Eileen. Good luck to you both. Eileen, thank you so much. Thank you. It was our pleasure. Happy haunting. Yeah, Bye-bye now. All right. Bye, Eileen. Good night. Bye-bye. Wow, that was really cool. I know. It always goes by so fast. And I had a really good question. And, you know, it was a good question. I'll answer it. Yeah, I was just going to say, when these statues allegedly move, doesn't anybody have a a camera or anything in position for those times? They weren't invented yet. Ah, but to this day, if people are still saying, are they still saying it to this day? I don't know. Ask Eileen. In the ghost hunting Anyways, we have another guest on the show. (laughs) And we are very lucky to have a very fresh, a very good friend, Miss Dorothy and the Moon and the Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Gail. It's nice to meet you. The, the name is They're... Anona. Anona. It's my nickname. Why couldn't you have like Duke or something like that? Or, uh, I don't you know, know. Betty? I... Or... Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a medieval name. When I was getting into uh, the medieval recreation, gosh, 20 years ago, I opened a baby book and I found that that was the first name because it was in the A's. It's Welsh, which I have some in my blood, and I thought that was awesome. So it stuck. Oh, I think go. it's awesome, too. It, it it stick with me. Clear. Anyway, for those who don't know Dorothy, she yeah. has a website, and she is an astrologer, and I can never remember your website, even though it's right. linked to ours, which is at egosproject.com. Yeah, I am linked to you. And, yeah, my website is naturalrights.com, and you can find all kinds of good stuff there. Free forecast. I do a free new moon, full moon forecast every month. Mm-hmm. I'm writing, writing for your newsletter now, so you even get more information for free through the little articles I'm writing for that and for your newsletter. And, yeah, all kinds of good stuff there. That's right. And if you want to get that free, free newsletter, you have to sign up on our website, and uh, it's real simple. Just click on it, and you can unsubscribe un- un- anytime. It's really simple. It's uh, done by Constant Contact. They're a great people to work with. So, uh, yeah, we have uh, Thomas D'Agostino, who's also writing for us, and we also have the Gem of the Month, uh, which is probably me, but that's besides the point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think think Ron's got Leo rising. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think so. Well, at least that damn Mercury isn't retro anymore, so I'm really happy about that. Yeah, it is good. It'll happen next month. But we right now we have Saturn retrograde, Pluto retrograde, 
Uranus is making a hard aspect to both of these planets. And I'm telling you, I mean, I just wrote in the, in the, in the chat room, it's, I've had a hard day, but I'm telling you, it's a, it's, it's been hard for a lot of people these last few weeks. And it's not over yet. I mean, there's just so many adjustments and so many people that are in critical, critical emotional states right now just because of the energy of these, these three planets and Jupiter's coming into, I know Jupiter's coming into, to make, to make a conjunction as well, and that's going to um, inflate things if, if, if you're not really working on what you need to work on as an individual. I mean, we see it globally because, you know, this, all of the planets are affecting the whole globe, but, you know, on an individual basis, you know, if we're sticking our head in the sand about something, it's going to show up, and, and we just, you know, we need to handle it because these things, you know, we learn from them, and we can stop reacting and we can get to a clearer space and just make life easier for ourselves. So if anybody finds that there's certain things coming up in their life that is just unbelievably hard to handle, um, you, you can't run away from it right now. This, this year is a year that we all have a choice to clean these things up in our lives or, you know, we can just, you know, stuff it and make it worse for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, that sounded yucky, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did, actually. <laughs> you're, you're a really good one to ask, and I'd really love to know your opinion on, of course, everybody's been reading the book of 2012. Right. I've actually seen the film. I don't know, Ron, if you have, but if if this is true, the alignment, because you're like a meteorologist, except when it comes to the stars and the alignment of, of the planets, um, yeah. is this something that is is pretty much a farce, or what do you, what is your take, actually, on that? <laughs> My take on it is, is basically what I've just talked about because, you know, the 2012 astrological alignments, yes, the, you know, there are things that are lined up with what, you know, even astronomers say is the galactic center, but that happens every year on December 21st. That's what right. we have coming, what we have going on today, what we have going on actually is October, February. We have it going on this month. The end of May is going to be pretty tough too. These are the adjustments that we're needing to make for um, you know, the end of the Mayan calendar, it's just about we've got to let go of the structures that we've put into place because they're not working. They're not working at all. You know, and, it's really interesting because you say that, Dorothy, is I've actually been doing some real neat feng shui here. I've been getting rid of old clutter. And ever since then, things have been going very well for me. So I think this is kind of what's what's what the stars are telling us, too, is to get rid of this stuff that's not working and, hey, concentrate yeah. on what is. Exactly, and even even if it is simple as finally need to clean out the attic or you know anything, I mean really take one step to change something or to clean something out. I mean that's all we need to do is just take one simple step and then take another. We don't have to fix everything all at once. That's just not going to happen. That gets that puts you in overload state, and then things get worse. So it's really, really important that we do simple little steps. I'm not asking anybody to change the world, but change your world. Mm -hmm. One one thing at a time. If we all change our world one little piece at a time, it will be a better world. Yeah, it will. It will. And that's what what these tough, well, you know, we label things good or bad, you know, good or evil, whatever you want to call it. That's, That's why it feels so tough. It's just people just need to get... To the fact that these shifts and changes, they're necessary, and they don't have to feel bad. You know, they suck, yeah. I mean, let's be real. But we just we move with it. Move with it. You know, go. And that's just what I try to tell everybody who has a reading. And you can see this, you know, everybody's chart where these planets are affecting you personally. 
But, you know, some of the good stuff that's coming up is, you know, Jupiter is in Pisces, and uh, gosh, I don't know when I was on last, but the last time I was on, I may have written about it for you guys, but Jupiter in Pisces is all about, let's figure out where we are spiritually, you know, the, the metaphysical realm, the ghost realm, the spirit realm, whatever you want to call it, all of this is available to us now, you know, at a, a, a much easier level. Everybody can be more intuitive than they ever were. Um, the spirit world is really picking up and getting busy, and I'm telling you, at the end of May and into June, you know, we could very well get really concrete proof or new equipment to figure. So you guys who, who do the hunting that you do and the research that you do, you're going to get more definitive um, proof that it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there. It is there. I mean, we've got Jupiter in Pisces coming up to conjunct Uranus in Pisces. It's it's you, things are going to be blown out of the water at the end of May. In mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. So keep doing what you're doing. As far you know, all these these fun things that you do, as far as your you know your ghost hunting, because you you guys and anybody else who does this for you know for fun or for a living, are really going to explode into something very visible for people to actually finally see and finally have. You know, you got plenty of proof, but you know what? Really, real proof, whatever that means. I don't know what that means because I don't do your work. But mm-hmm. what would real proof mean to you, Ron? I mean. I mean, I know you pretty, get it when you get pretty it. pretty girl that's hanging around me, I'll actually get to see her. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was uh, well, uh, Ron, cool. she's going to come up on your dating site, okay? I- I'm sure she's going to meet with you face-to-face. <laughs> How how does one become, uh, you know, an astrologer? How, how do you do that? And how and and you know how is it getting all that information? And because well, you're raised by wolves, right? Isn't that how it? Oh, for heaven's sake! Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's it's. Well, I got in it just because I, I met somebody and she was into it and she started talking and I was like, wow, this is fascinating. And I'm always mm. wondering, I love figuring out puzzles. I'm a Gemini, really a very analytical, love figuring out puzzles. So for me, that's, that's how I got into it. But I'm actually teaching some beginner classes and honestly, it's not that easy to get students to really want to go the course because you have to learn the absolute basics. First, and that stuff can be boring, but um, I think I'm I'm a fun teacher because I kind of keep it light and airy. But mm-hmm. you you have just have to have an interest in it. Some, you know, there's not many people that are called to do it. I mean, I have one as far as beginner students. I have three serious beginner students. That's it, and I have wow. four or five people that know enough where we can do an advanced, more advanced class. But you, you get into it because you're drawn to it. You want to know it's more than the horoscope in the paper because it is. It's huge compared to what's in the newspaper. And, and they, can actually, the, they can actually go to your website and, and you do readings, and they like, can go to uh, Circle of Wisdom and you do readings there as well, correct? Yes, I do, and I teach classes down at Circles of Wisdom. And, you know, one of the things I'm doing right now, and you don't even have to have any astrology knowledge, is um, I'm teaching new moon classes down at Circles of Wisdom once a month, and I teach another one in Manchester. It's on my website. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it gives it, I, I give you all the information you need because at the new at the new moon it's we it's good to set goals and you can use the energy of the next new moon. So this next new moon we have on April fourteenth is in the sign of Aries, 
And if you're ever into vision boards, you know, Wednesday night, April 14th, after 7 p.m., is the time that you sit down and you can make a vision board. And that vision board is going to be awesome. And, and you have all the energy of the moon and the universe on your side right now to really move and propel your goals. Oh, i got to so tell my wife that. She's going to love that. Anyway, yeah, the, uh, you, you actually, thinking about talking about readings, uh, did, did you do a reading for Gail? I have her chart. <laughs> Woohoo! Gail, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have a couple minutes. Would you I, like you to know how I work that in so smoothly? <laughs> Am I going to be a millionaire? I <laughs> don't uh, <laughs> no. Wait a minute. There was a pause on that, Dorothy. That's not good. <laughs> Let me look. Let me look. Through hard work, I would have to examine your chart for that one thing. There's three different places to look at, actually six, to see what finances are about but if you always if you've always felt you that's something that would be true for you then there's that potential that you would do it i mean with with pisces on the men heaven for you the most important thing for you to do is to really be decisive about what you do for work do you do you have i mean do you feel satisfied in in your career or do you feel like you never really quite got it yet she's getting Um, getting there because because actually um i have i have a big thing coming up um with a movie and it's 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 an honor and uh I think it could open up a lot of doors. I believe it could. So is this some sort of what is this? Give me a little more information on this. This is something that you can talk to show about once in a while, you know? Huh? I, can you can you talk about it? What what type Absolutely. Of um I, I have been um asked through a uh production company, White Farm um Productions, White Bridge Farm Productions out of New Hampton, New Hampshire, who partnered up with Oscar winner Ernest Thompson, who I interviewed two years ago. He had asked if I would like to have a role in his movie that he's doing, and my scene will be shot in June as a reporter, um, which I was before in real life. <laughs> so, um, and then I was an anchor. But it, just the fact that, you know, obviously, just to have a nod from, um, an Academy Award-winning director is huge, and not to go through all the hoops of you know rehearsing or anything because obviously I interviewed him, but um, it was just it's just a nice um, you know flattering thing to be asked to be in a movie, and so this is going to be a time to really really shine. So of course it just leads that wonderment of you know what's what's that going to lead to. This is amazing. This is awesome. This is really good for you. This is good timing. Because the things I was talking about earlier with Jupiter in Pisces coming up to conjunct Uranus, um, it's in your career sector. And this mm. means that you will be seen in the public eye in a very good light. And Pisces does rule that illusion of movies. Ooh. So, yeah, and, that goes, and that's there right now. When you say this is your role is actually in June... Yes. Yep. So it looks good for June, and will it be? When will it be? Um, what's the word? I don't know. Movie lingo. When will it be published? Will it be like the end of the year? Oh, um, that's a very good question. Um, as they're going through, because they have other actors coming in now, and they're still shooting. I would imagine, but. Before by the end of the year, it should be done. Um, and I, I certainly will be updating the listeners as well as yourself. I can certainly update. Um, but yeah, I, I'm proposing it will. Yes. Yeah, that looks excellent. Actually, if, if they were to publish it or get it out there, you know, the end of the year, early next year into, you know, January, early February, that looks fantastic for for you 
for this to really push your career somewhere. And at the very, wow. I mean, this is good. And I mean, I could, I could say too, at the very least, which isn't really a least, but you, you have something awesome on your resume. You know? Right. Exactly. So, and does this mean Ron will be my limo driver? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I can drive your car. <laughs> oh my you know, god! You know, you had to find out what role he's going to play. You know, because he's my bud. So, <laughs> well, you know, drive. I like that. There you go. <laughs> That's really good. Also, Gail, I'll give you one more quick bit. Um, um, the new moon that's coming up on April 14th, it's in the best sector of the chart that it can be for anybody, and that it's in your 11th house. And so basically you actually have now and for a whole month, instead of just writing down 10 hopes and dreams and wishes on the new moon, the sun is in your 11th house right now, so that means that's the house of your goals and dreams and wishes and friends and groups. And the new moon's going to happen in there, so you actually have a whole month right now. Everybody gets it once a year, but for you it's now. So you have a whole month to write down these goals, wishes, and dreams. And I have all this information. It'll be in this um, this month's um, this new moon forecast coming up. So if you want to get that, um, just email me, and um, yeah. I'll get you on the list for that, so you get an idea. I mean, it's more in depth than what I can a lot, what I can put on the website, but um, right. there's still enough information where you you're going to know you're going to have you have a whole month to do it. Where most other people, you know, we only have 48 hours. Wow, within, you know, of the new moon, so you have a whole month. And so you know what's even more incredible? I, I didn't know I had. A, I, I I think what else is incredible is I didn't know I had 11 homes. So I guess I'm already rich. That's very cool. This <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. Wow. My good looking Wait. ghost is in the house of the rising sun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dorothy, that's awesome. I really appreciate that. And I certainly will check that out because that's very interesting, you know, how you can tell and gather all that information. So that's very, very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And once again, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how could they do that? They can email me at Anona Morgan, Morgan at Comcast.net. Or they can go to my website, naturalrights, R-I-T-E-S, charms.com. And on a last note, if they go to my website, which I would love them to do, I'm in a competition for the next top author. It's by Hampton Roads Publishing because I've written mm-hmm. a book, a children's astrology, mm-hmm. angel astrology book. And the only way to get past this first round is just by a million votes. After that, it's up to, you know, the quality of the work and blah, blah, blah. But there's over 3,000 people in this competition, and only the top 250 people who get voted for, kind of like American Idol thing, get mm. to move on to the next level. So if people would go and vote for me, I'd really appreciate it, just so I can get to the yes. next level. That would be Big awesome. Big check my book for you. Not a problem. <laughs> and, um, and all you have to do, you just have to give, you know, you have to sign in, you know, confirm your email. That's all you have to do. And you can only vote for one author one time, but you can vote for as many authors as you want. And there's just a ton of They're all spiritual type books. Ghost yeah, books. my good friend uh, uh, Elizabeth Foley is there as well. Yes, she is. Cindy Richards in it. I mean, I know a lot of people from Circles of Wisdom who are actually in it. So it's a, nice. it's a competition. It's motivation. And you know, only one person's going to win out of the whole world that has entered this. But, you know, right. the, the education on how to put a book together and all of that is, is yeah. just worth it anyways. It's yeah, that's wonderful. why I didn't enter it. I, I wanted to give you guys a chance. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll hit you up when I'm right. I'll publish my book. 
Well, Dorothy, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Once again, yes. words of wisdom. And if you sign up for our newsletter on the uh, Any Ghost Project website, uh, her link is on there on the link page as well. But that's any like New England Ghost Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get the latest uh, horoscopy thing that she does, as well as uh, stories by Thomas D'Agostino and uh, Gemma Lamont and all lots of cool stuff. Awesome. So, like Dorothy, fun. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Nice to, nice to meet you, Gail. Deacon nice White. meeting you, Dorothy. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Well, you know what? We didn't play it last week, but we're going to play it this week, and that, of course, is the ghost of the uh, Gettysburg. So if our producer will key that up for us, please. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghosts of Gettysburg, brought to you by Mark Nesmith and the Ghosts of Gettysburg. This is an actual message left on the Ghost of Gettysburg answering machine. What you about to hear is real. Nothing has been changed. Is truth stranger than fiction? You decide. 4.09 a.m. Sunday. Message 7. I... Instead of the ghost in the air, I tried driving the sandwich home, but the sandwich turned into a ghost, too. Oh, but damn, that was the hardest sandwich I've ever had to get a hold of. It's like it didn't even exist. Once he ate the sandwich, you'd think it would just fall right out of his belly because he's a ghost. That wasn't the case with this. The sandwich turned into a ghost, too. So now we're dealing with a ghostly sandwich. The sandwich started to take a human form. He scurried across the floor about half an hour. I guess that's it. The sandwich, maybe he went to go run for it. It's scurrying across the floor. Yep, can you imagine that? Now, you asked about what happens if a ghost ate something. Evidently, it turns into a ghost sandwich. <laughs> uh, this, 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 these are real. You know, I mean, this, this, none of this is made up. This is where actual messages left at the uh, Ghost of Gettysburg answer machine. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's a series of them, as you know. I think we're up to number seven now. And uh, it started out with, of course, the uh, Civil War ghost and uh, the guy with the bayonet who uh, cut the belly of the cat. And uh, oh, yeah, but the kids like him. And but he's everywhere, and he's got a horse. He keeps his horse outside, and they always hear the horse. And uh, you know, so wow. wow. But now, but now it's we have a ghost sandwich running around, as well as the <laughs> Civil War soldier. So, well, maybe the ghost will like leave a recipe for us, you know, see how how it works. So, we so you asked something. what happens if a ghost ate, and you, you thought they they might. Lose I them. did. Yeah. Well, you know, you always bring it. You always bring it. So those curious minds and those questions can be appealed. Yeah. Well, evidently, we don't have time for the list today again. Oh. 
Every time. All right, fine. Be that way. Be that way about it. The show is just getting too fast. I mean, just there's no time anymore. Oh, you, or you're cutting us short so you can get get it all with that that ghost girl. We understand, Ron. I see how we rate. Never mind. Never mind. I just want to see what this good looking ghost girl oh, looks like. Oh my goodness! Well, would you be well, curious? What What if you had uh, who's some good looking guy? I don't know. I don't. Uh, well, hmm. let me see. They're they're all living. So. Besides what? my husband, they're all living. They're, oh, I, first of all, guy looks good to you. My husband. Yeah, he looks very good. There or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> no. no. See, that just shows how dedicated I am. So even if there was around me, it wouldn't matter. It would not matter. It wouldn't rate. See, that's just how it goes. Yeah. I'm an old-fashioned girl. I'm an old-fashioned girl. Okay. I might be married 37 years, but I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Keep it up. If your wife hears about this, you just might be. Jeez, <laughs> oh, time's run out. So Bye, anyways, uh, We want to thank everybody for tuning in and tune in next week. Yeah. We have more stuff. Sounds like a plan. Good night. Yep, and uh, good night and God bless and sleep tight, as they used to say on Most Haunted. Have fun. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 